Hey, this is Corey Wong. If you are interested in guitar players, if you're interested in artists and how they think, why they create, what it is that motivates them to create, come check out my podcast, Wong Notes Podcast, where I get to interview some of my absolute heroes, people like John Mayer, Niall Rogers, Jacob Collier, Madison Cunningham, Benson, Vi, Santana, Satriani, Lukather, Matheny. Oh, the names are insane icons of the guitar, icons of artistry and creativity. I absolutely love sitting down with these musicians and getting to ask them about their creative process and get into the details of why they do what they do. Check it out, Wong Notes. Listen now, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to our final episode of Chasing Frets this week. I'm here again with Andy Ellis. Hello. And uh, our final episode uh, with Lindsay is we were talking about uh, top possible topics for this week. And I said, well, let's talk about one of your favorite guitar players. And immediately the name she she mentioned was Derek Trucks. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that, that'll be a breeze because I know he's one of Andy and I's favorite guitar players. So, uh, so you've seen him, but you actually saw him fairly recently before we had the lockdown. Exactly, yeah. And uh, it was February, February 27, actually. They did a three-night run at the Ryman, and uh, I saw them on a Thursday night, TTB. And, uh, of course, you know, they, they sell out. I've seen them at the Ryman every time they come, mm-hmm. the, you know, the historic theater in Nashville. And they put on an amazing show, as always, and, you know, Derek has a unique sound, instantly identifiable to those of us who spend time listening to him. Yet, every show that I've seen him play, and I've seen him play back in the day with his own band, every time he plays and picks up his guitar and plays a solo, it's, it's new and fresh and different. He's not playing stock licks. It's Derek... But it's fresh, and how do you do that? I don't know. I mean, to me, it's it's taking the time to develop his own vocabulary, kind of like what we were talking about when you shared that story about Dan Huff on Monday. It's being mm-hmm. able to I- identify your sound, recognize your own sound when it comes out, and working mm-hmm. towards fostering it and and making it, you know, cranking it up to eleven, not necessarily volume wise, but in focus and intensity, you know. Exactly. And as a bonus, uh, we will hear, in Derek's own words, uh, some insights into this, his, his, the way he sees his own plan. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and, and what also we're going to do is, if you listen along, we're going to have Lindsay uh, talk about kind of a handful of her favorite Derek Trucks uh, tracks that you can go and, and check out. Both, and there'll be a mix of stuff you can find on streaming and some YouTube videos. So uh, really looking forward to this episode. This is a super fun one uh, for Andy, both Andy and I. So check it out. We'll wrap up this week with one more episode with Lindsay L. All right, Lindsay, we're back once again to round out this week. And I've been really looking forward to this episode, mostly because it's a big excuse to go deep and talk about one of Andy and I's favorite guitar players, and now yours, Derek Trucks. 
Mr. Derek Trucks, the yeah. one and only. Yes, he is the one and only. And uh, so my question to you, Lindsay, is I've, I've had the wonderful opportunity to interview Derek several times in person mm. and early on in his career. And f- uh, this is a trick question because I do know the answer, but you may know the answer or an answer. And the question is, do you know what it is, the secret sauce that Derek sprinkles on his slide guitar? There is a special secret sauce, magic herb, if you will, that he sprinkles on his slide guitar. And, and I, yet, I do not know you... this. I don't know this answer. Will you? Can you tell me? Is it a, a, a secret that... No, it's not a secret. Okay. And I will tell you in his words. Please do. I'm so excited. Well, you know, we know, listening to him, that he has, as, as he's just described it to me, originally slide guitar, you know, coming from Dwayne, mm-hmm. is, is the, the electric harp juke joint sound. You know, you're, you're imitating with your slide the, the juke joint harmonica. You know, the old blue, little Walter. Okay. But he discovered the secret sauce that changed that approach for him. And we hear it if we listen to his little melismatic movement around the notes. He's not just going, he's going, yeah, you know. So here's what he told me in 2002 about the magic sauce. He didn't use those words. (laughs) There are two things that we need to know to clarify the four or five sentences that I'm going to quote from him. Indian Surad master Ali Akbar Khan and Nusrat Fatah Ali Khan, who's the late Sufi devotional singer. So we, that's for people who are going to listen to his quote and may not know these names. Mm. All right. Open quote. About five years ago, I discovered Ali Akbar Khan. I first saw a video of him performing, and it completely wiped me out. As I looked deeper into Indian classical music, I was inspired by the approach and attitude of the musicians. They dedicate 99% of their lives to their instruments. It's everything. I also borrow from vocalists. In fact, Nusrat Fatah Ali Khan is as important to me as any guitarist. End quote. That says so much. I got goosebumps just remembering him saying that, yeah. If you listen to Nusrat, um, a Pakistani Sufi, Kuali, Kuali is the devotional music for Sufis, Mm -hmm. and he performs, he's no longer with us now, but uh, he was a big man. They used to winch him out on stage at the end of his life. I'm not kidding, winch him out, you know. And he sits and he's surrounded by a little vocal choir and a harmonium player. And he would sing a line, and then the quote would come back from his vocal choir. So it's all vocal, except for the harmonium. And it's just unreal. But the Middle Eastern melismatic, the scales that they use are not the 12-tone scales that we use that are kind of hacked into granite. And the slide liberates us Mm. from that hacked-into-granite place 
But we still kind of, most of us still kind of hear as we play slide. We slide into the note, but we're into that granite note. Yep. Derek is free so of the free. granite note. And when he, t- when he gave that interview, he said, I've been listening now for about a decade mm. uh, to, and, and really refining this. So anyway. That makes so much sense. I've, I've always said Derek's playing sounds like a voice to me. It sounds mm-hmm. like a vocal. Um, yeah. You know, he has solos that that make me literally cry when I listen to mm-hmm. them because they're just so emotional. And that makes so much sense that they're not tied to the 12-note scale that most of us on this planet are just locked into all the time. Um, and the fact that he can float or even the way he plays a note it can like hover it's like he's on a hovercraft Mm -hmm. and he can like (laughs) kind of glide around and he can still hit a note but it's like he's just dancing on top of it compared to when all of us hit a note he just gets to dance on it that was to to me that like so in preparation for this episode i asked you to send over a couple of your favorites Derek Trucks tracks, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> one of them was from the Songlines record when he had before the Tedeschi Trucks band when he had his own solo record, This Sky, and that intro on that, like perfectly, I think demonstrates what Andy was talking about. He has this very vocal, very Indian influenced mm-hmm. uh, approach to it, where he's kind of quickly jumping between all of these sounds between the notes before. Mm-hmm. You know, he puts the pedal on and goes for it, you know. Yeah, this guy was the first song I've I ever heard of Derek's. And I just remember hearing it and being like, Whoa, who is that? And and how do I I hear more of that? And it stopped me dead in my tracks and it literally brought a tear to my eye because I'm just like, ah, I feel all of that emotion and it's not very often you you hear a player who just takes you to a different space and um yeah the solo in this guy is i mean it still gets me every time i listen to it and i'm just <laughs> like god bless like it is it's just it's so good i remember seeing that band around that time and they did a tour opening for eric johnson mm. and and it was like everybody was there kind of to see eric johnson but then they're like oh Derek, okay we'll check this guy out and he just flattened the whole room like people were just looking around, like who who is this? What's who is this guy? Like, it's I incredible. know. Have you seen him live? I'm sure. I have, yeah. Um, only once actually. Every time, like they come to Nashville, I'm always on the road, and so um, I flew out to LA to see Tedeschi Trucks, um, and I just went by myself and sat in the theater, and I think it was at the Orpheum in LA, and I was like on cloud nine. It was incredible. Um, but he really does have this unassuming way of approaching most things. Like he just, he comes and like starts in this like little spot in a solo and then builds it to this, this incredible place. I mean, even like Midnight in Harlem, a song that is arguably a bigger song for the band, um, that solo just has such a dynamic and it's like kind of cool. It's like kind of hanging this spot. And then he just like brings it to this place and you're like, oh my gosh, just when you think the ceiling couldn't get any higher, it goes higher. Um, 
Yeah. It's so he, interesting because in the last episode we talked about the kind of perfecting the art of a of a short, concise statement within a song or in live. But Derek is in, in some ways like the inverse of that. You can let him go for six minutes in a guitar solo and never once are you thinking, how long is this going? Like, because so he keeps going <laughs> higher and higher and higher and higher. It's he he's one the of the ultimate, few cats who can really he's do that. the ultimate architect yes. of how to truly sculpt something. And I mean, I will I will be studying um, his footsteps till the day I die. But um, even you know, getting to see Tadeshi Trucks live and and seeing the way he um, goes back and forth with Susan, and sometimes like she'll sing things and um, like Bound for Glory, for instance. Like in that track specifically, like she'll sing something and it's almost like they're like, they're throwing it back and forth and it's just, it's so great. And I'm like, I wouldn't want to hear another vocal going back and forth. Like the fact that it's Derek's guitar with Susan's voice is just, it's, it's, um, it's like butter. It's so. And it's very intimate Mm -hmm. because we know that they're a couple and they have a kid, maybe more now. I interviewed Susan back before any direct truck stuff that was early 90s. She was emerging as an artist on her own, you know. And to see now her career and Derek's career, I mean, they've been together for for many years, but to see this thing happen and to see the musicality on both counts support and and grow with each other, you know, it's enriching. And when they get that back and forth... You go, wow! It's it's like we're hearing them talk to each other yeah. in in sort of a special code, you know. <laughs> it's really magical to watch live, and um, I, there's just something about the way Derek phrases things that is so unique. I mean, I have a lot of guitar players who I love listening to, but Derek is just you know when you're listening to Derek. Part of that, obviously, because you can hear a slide, but. But just because of his phrasing is so different than most standard guitar players think. Mm-hmm. And like he has yeah. this, I can't do it really well, but he has this way of like, and with a slide, it's easier. And I am a terrible slide player live. I mean, I can like hack through something if I need to. But um, you wrote but a really fun column about that. I sure did. I sure <laughs> did, Jason. Um, but. That is an art I am still mastering to this day. So I've tried to like listen to the way Derek will phrase something and figure out how to emulate it without a slide. And so he has this way of like, it's like a... Like it's, it's yeah. bending into a note and then sliding up to the next bend. And he can do it with a slide... I mean, he can do anything. He's amazing, but whatever it is. But um, yeah, you've you've no, you've got that. That's you've you've heard it. Yeah, it it's like right the uh, and and mm-hmm. it's how he bends on that that third note that just like gets me every time, and it's just it's so good. And you know, the Sarad is uh, that he was referencing Ali Akbar Khan is a fretless instrument so it's not sitar which has frets but it's fretless and it has a stainless steel fret 
stainless steel fingerboard. Mm. <laughs> so it's it's like this big Indian thing with all of that subtle movement in between. Yep. And he has soaked it up, and he's, he's reflecting it to me, not in a copycat way. You know, it's not like I'm hitting the button right. now, and I'm going to give you my little version. Yeah. He has so steeped himself in mm-hmm. it that it comes out in the blues rock that they do. It sounds so natural, and yet none of us know how to do it. He, and he never just ends a note. There's always some kind of movement on the end of every note. You know, because, and I think that has to do with his influence from vocalists because you know when you hear like the real soulful singers they kind of they phrase that same way that same way too and one of the other tracks you sent us over ahead of time which i cannot wait to talk about this one because i saw this tour was little queen of spades when uh derek and doyle bramhall the second were both in clapton's band i think the video on youtube is from one of the crossroads festivals that you sent over Mm -hmm. right so yep. tell us about how you came across this track. Was it just a late night YouTube deep dive? It was totally late night YouTube deep dive. And I'm very jealous you got to see this tour. But it is um, mm-hmm. Little Queen of Spades, obviously awesome Clapton tune. But it is so cool to see, you know, I, I love it when a bunch of great players get on stage together and they're all, um, you know, passing things around and, you know, Clapton's crushing it, Doyle's crushing it. And then... Derek starts, and it's just like the air in the room changes. It is, I mean, watching the YouTube video, I can feel it, so I can only imagine what it was like live. But the first time I saw that video, I was just like, holy, like, this is insane. He just has a different presence immediately, instinctively when he plays. And that song, and of course, he, like, takes his solo in, like, architect, Mr. Architect, builds it into this insane place but it's just like he is so unique and and so um different and you can you can notice it so clearly yeah and that that uh that tour is i think it was the only tour derek did with him and they and i didn't know i was in grad school i didn't know much about it but the layla record is one of my all-time favorites all-time favorites and and anytime Clapton's coming to Iowa or whatever, I'm, I'm going to see him. So we went and saw him and didn't know anything about what they were going to play. And they played almost the entire record in that show. Dang. And I was with my, my guitar professor who grew up with that album too. And we're like almost in tears looking at each other like, when are we ever going to see this group mm. of players, you know, Doyle and Derek playing all the Dwayne parts from the record? And it, it was... It's still one of the like when they come out and they just open with "Tell the Truth," we're like, "Oh man, they're gonna they're gonna do it." <laughs> this is it. <laughs> but That's it's crazy. I, I highly and also recently, um, Tedeschi Trucks Band. I think it was at the Lock In Festival. I think you can find clips of this on YouTube as well. They did they did two nights and one night, uh, and Trey sat in with them both. I like think one night Derek sat in with Trey's Anastasio's band, and mm-hmm. one night Trey sat in with Derek's band. And I think the night they sat in, Trey sat in with Derek's band. They didn't tell anybody, played the whole Layla record all the way through. No. And he played way. all those parts. And, and 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 you know, Trey is singing, you know, the Clapton parts or whatever, Bell Bottom Blues, the whole deal. Mm. And Derek that and I think that Dwayne stuff is just I mean, that's literally in his DNA. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's it literally is. there. He doesn't have to reach too far mm-hmm. to hit that. 
So, right. and I'm going to throw in a wild card here, and I think you have probably seen this video, Lindsay. Have you seen the video? I think it's BB King at the Hollywood Bowl, and it's Derek and Susan with John Mayer, mm-hmm. and they go around trading solos, mm-hmm. and it gets to Derek. And when you say the air in the room changes, like I would love to hear John Mayer, like what was what did it feel like sitting next to? I can't remember if John was before or after him, but still, you're just like, and he just rips off this solo, and even BB King is like, I think he says in the video, he's like. That's as good as I've That's ever as heard. Good as I've ever heard it. Yes, I know what video you're talking about, oh, and it is I'm, so special to have yeah. a pioneer of our time be able to just stop everybody in their tracks and give Derek a compliment like that on a stage with such incredible accomplished players. I love that video so much. I I remember when that when that solo popped up, I just watched it like ten times in a row, I know. And, it's, and you still get goosebumps. You're like, and it's not a complicated solo. It's it, it's probably not that difficult to just pick off, but it'd be extremely difficult to play it like that. And the fact that he just improvised it on the spot, sitting between BB King and John Mayer in a crowd full of thousands of people, he just like flipped a switch. Like here it goes. So and you're crazy. Just like, Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I know, I know. But that's what music is supposed to do, right, guys? It's supposed to make yeah. us feel things. And um Derek Trucks sure does. Well, hopefully uh we can get Derek Trucks on the show sometime. We would love to love to have him. And oh, I can't wait goodness. till live music is a thing now so we can go and see the band play. Done and done. <laughs> so all right, Lindsay. Well, thank you so much again for taking all the time to talk uh, about all these interesting nerdy guitar things that we like to do <laughs> around here. So make sure to check out her record, Heart Theory, comes out August 14th. There's lots of guitar on the record. I was telling Andy that before we started. There's uh, not a surprising amount, but a, a welcome amount of guitar all over the record. <laughs> so uh, make sure to check it out, and uh, we'll be back with you guys next week. Thanks, guys. This is so fun. Thanks, guys.